I don't fear death anymore. I fear living a life without a purpose. So just imagine being on your deathbed and you saying, damn, I really could have done that, but you didn't do it. That's agonizing pain right there. I could just, I, I dreamt of that moment and I was like, that's not going to be me. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Veg Talk podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Davey. I'll be sharing conversations that I've had with people who are helping us to live healthier and more compassionate lives through our food choices and daily actions. We'll be hearing from people who are changing the game in their respected fields, whether it be business, sport, food, social media, writing, tech, activism, politics, and more. Now, please allow me to introduce my next guest. Today, we'll be hanging out with holistic healing cook, Carlos Bobadilla, or Bobo, as he is known locally. Carlos is from Yonkers, New York, and is currently helping his community through educating them about the benefits of plant-based nutrition. He has just launched his first cookbook, Best Believe It's Vegan, Volume 1, all Latino recipes, and can be purchased from his website, bestbelieveitsvegan.com. Let's get straight into it. Hope you enjoy the chat. All right, brother. All right, we're here. We live. We're live. We live. All right, baby. All right, man. It's good to have you here, everyone uh, listening in. I've got Carlos with me, which is Bobo Cooks. Bobo Cooks on Instagram. That's right. Uh, thanks to thanks to my friend on Instagram who uh, recommended Carlos to me to uh, to have a chat while I'm here in New York. So Damn, I wish we had his name. We would have shouted him. Yeah, out. I really need to get his <laughs> name. I'll uh, I'll try and shout it out at the end of the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's an early morning here in New York, beautiful day. Um, so really appreciate your time, man. Absolutely, man. And I it's, um, really good to have you out here, but, um, yeah. So Carlos, you're a chef, right? That's right. Yep. So you're chefing. Um, do you like to be called a vegan chef or just a, just a chef? I like to be called the uh, vegan chef is very broad because just I've been known to a lot of people just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's necessarily healthy for you. So I like to call myself a holistic chef. Yep. A holistic healing chef. Cool, cool. So that's why I like to call myself. But I, I, hey, in the broad term, hey, that's that vegan chef. I don't mind that. Like, <laughs> I like it, I, man. When I introduce myself, I introduce myself as a holistic healing cook. Very cool. Very cool. So you're coming from a real community, community place. You really want to help the people around you. That's right. To to start healing through food. That's right. So. Tell me a bit about that. Do you seeing a problem in your community? Yeah, or? absolutely. So I come from Yonkers, New York, and the culture that we have over there or anywhere in uptown New York City, whether it's the Bronx, whether it's uh, Washington Heights, Harlem, um, health has been very not talked about. It's not something that we talk about. We talk about everything. We talk about the gun violence. We talk about everything that kills us, but we never talk about the number one thing that kills us, which is disease which is diabetes, which is heart problems. My parents, my, my, my grandparents, they weren't killed on the street. They were killed in the hospital. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that I want to bring to the forefront and talk about it more often, especially because we've always been taught in schools and in, uh, just in our community in general, that especially us men, that they say, you know, we got to eat meat. Uh, otherwise you're not a man or you know we got to eat these eggs otherwise you're not a man and I'm just like okay when you reach 40 and you get that impotence let's see who's the man <laughs> right so that's that's a really good question actually so what do you think about that 
so I've, I've seen it come up a little bit. Um, I saw a guy on Instagram. He's also New York based, Max Lamanna. Um, I think it's eating with Max on Instagram. Uh, he's also, you know, doing the plant-based chef thing. He's coming from a very environmental aspect, um, you know, environmental point of view as well. Talks about zero waste. But he did ask the other day, why is it in the, in the plant-based world, in the vegan world, we've got this split. It's like, you know, something crazy. Like, I think it's 70% women, 30% men, maybe, yeah. maybe less men. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I think women overall are a little more disciplined. Yep. Um, I think that they care a lot more about health than men do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in a household, they're the first ones to make a transition. Uh, in my household, it was my mother, but before that, it was my grandmother. My grandmother let go of me 12 years ago. And we looked at her like we, she was crazy. This is my grandmother. Right. Like she's the, the one that's supposed to have the old mentality. Right. And she was the first one. And I was just, we were all caught by shock. And now we understand why she did it. But before, we just, we just couldn't understand. We couldn't fathom the thought. And I think women just... Uh, Maybe a bit more compassionate. A bit more compassionate. They have it in them. They have that, nur- that the, the nurture in them. And as men, I think we grow up just like what I said. Uh oh, you're not a man, you're not man if you don't eat meat. Like, that's the man diet. So that's what we've been trained to think. But you said 70% women? I think it's wow. something. Yeah, it's I, something that sounds, that sounds accurate. <laughs> that really does sound accurate because even when you go to the vegan restaurants, you mostly see women on these dates, you know, women going out uh, for brunch or something in a vegan restaurant, and you rarely see any, like, real... Men, especially people who look like me, you never see that. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's a hundred. Yeah, it's really true. Yep. Um, I've definitely found that, uh, even just in like you know local friendship circles. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, anyone else in in my friendship circles that are even thinking about. And it's always the women to hit me up, not because, yeah. and they don't come at me at no flirtatious thing. It's just like, yo, like, I re- how did you do this? They really like, they're the first ones curious more than anybody. Yep. And, I've, and I realized the same pattern that you realize. I'm like, if I, you know what? If I go back in my DMs, the ratio to men to women that DM me regarding health is definitely probably 70 to 30. You know what I'm saying? There we go. So I, I really think that's, that's true. And yep. it has to be true. Yeah. So that's probably like a good representation. You know, you've, got, you've gained like a quite a nice following over yeah over a short amount of time like two weeks ago i had 500 followers and then um there's a a media platform called alkaline vegan news who she the person who manages that page is cuban and was waiting for something like this to my my book very cool and they were just like oh my god blah blah if you need any type of promotion, I was just like, okay, like you, could, you have 400,000 followers. I would love a promotion. So after that, that's when things started taking. And then other people started finding me. And then that's how you found me. Yep. That's how the other guy who showed you me found yep. me. So it's all happening pretty, pretty fast. Very cool, dude. So, um, you know, you've made this switch not that long ago, um, but you've got a cookbook on the way. Yes. So Cookbook on the way, July 14th, get that. I mean, actually, it's out for pre-order already, and bestbelieveitsvegan.com. You could go on my link on my, on my page, and it's right there. 
Beautiful. Yeah. So what kind of stuff are we looking to see in the cookbook? Uh, there's 50 plus uh, Latino based recipes. So yep. anything from pollo guisado, which is Dominican stewed chicken, uh, anything from uh, corn tortilla tacos, but it's not made with corn. It's made with garbanzo beans based. Um, anything from Sancocho. You get, you'll get it on my book. I had a look, man. Yeah, it's yeah, looking yeah. Really, really Churros, good. Churros, flan. I, I mean, these are things that I've missed for so long. And I swear to God, I didn't get out of the kitchen until I found a way to make these things because I was, I was itching for it. You know, it's like where I was a drug addict going, damn, I can't have flan no more. <laughs> and then I didn't get out the kitchen. I didn't get, well, I call it my laboratory. I didn't get out the laboratory until I made it happen. So I did this for us, man. So before, before you switched, um, were you in the laboratory much? Were you cooking for yourself bef- before this switch, or you've yeah. always been interested in, in I've cooking? Always, I've always been a great cook, always. Cool. Whether it was barbecue, I've always been a great cook. My mother has always been an awesome, awesome cook. My father's always been an awesome, awesome cook. I think it really is, just runs in our family. We love being in the kitchen. That's awesome. So, that, so you've that grown helped. up around it, yeah, and now it's just translating to, to where you're at. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's really cool. So... Often, you know, we think about vegan plant-based food and it's, you know, a lot of people still have that stereotype that it's going to be the kale salad every time. Yeah. You know, it's going to be... grass. What am I going to eat? (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's still out there. You know, I just had a conversation last night. I like it when people are intrigued and asking a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. But there's no doubt the perception is still that, what am I going to eat? Yep. For a lot of people. Yep. So, you know, stuff like that's pretty exciting. Churros, flan. Yeah, churros, flan, yeah. The stuff that you never... What's plant-based? What are you talking... And you know what? It's not just uh, vegan. It's healthy. Yeah. I, I don't use artificial sweeteners. I don't use uh, refined sugars. I don't use any of that stuff. If I'm going to use a sweetener, it's going to be agave or coconut sugar, or date sugar, or dates, or a banana, something of that sort. And I'll show you how to make that using natural stuff. It's just... Just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's healthy, and that's what I want to get across for to sure. everybody. For sure. Because we got, we got the whole thing, uh, I think, vice versa. We focused, because veganism wasn't created for the health of humanity. It was crea- created for, as a campaign against animal cruelty, which is fine. I'm all for that. Don't get me wrong. But I also want, I want that to be secondary. I want our health to be primary, because when we treat ourselves right, we're going to automatically treat everything else right. So... I think there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, personally, I really, I, when I made the switch, I put the animal thing out of sight. Yeah. I, I actually didn't want to associate myself with, with being a vegan. I wanted to be a whole food, plant-based. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a vegan. Yeah. And I think that came also back to the, to the, the manly stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be seen as someone if I really, I was scared. Too. If I really look <laughs> yeah. inward and ask myself why, why I was doing that, it's because I didn't want to. I don't know. I didn't want to stick up for animals. You didn't want to. And to me, that just sounds stupid. Because man. we think we thought somehow that was soft. Somehow, right? Somehow, this is bizarre to me. Very, very backward thing. Well, now it's bizarre to me, is what I meant. Exactly. But. Exactly. Like yeah. we can look in hindsight and yeah. say, "Damn, why was it's I thinking ridiculous. that way?" Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, if if someone's in the street. Kicking a pig, yeah, you would stop. Stop it, a hundred percent. Stop it. You would vegan or non-vegan, you'd be like, "Why is that dude just kicking that pig? Like, 100%. he doesn't deserve that." Hundred <laughs> um, percent. 
Um, so it, it is an exciting time to be a vegan. 2018. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's our year. To, this year, it seems like. And, you know, I, I'm with you. We, we can. We can heal our bodies with a whole food, plant-based, holistic approach mm-hmm. to cooking. But there are some cool kind of products out there. Yeah. Now, I don't eat them all the time. Oh, no, it's on occasion. You could keep balance, you know what I'm saying? I'm not an extremist. But you can add them in. So it's an exciting time, you know, literally anything that we we used to eat. Yep. We literally. can now eat vegan. Absolutely. You know, if you, you, won't, want, you won't skip a beat. No. Like my, my culinary mentor, he always says, you don't have to change the ingredients anymore. Pause. You don't have to change the menu anymore. You just change the ingredients. True that. Yep. True that, yeah. Ice cream burgers. Yep. Um, just use a coconut milk or yeah. almond. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it kind of is the easiest time ever yeah. to be a vegan. Or if, if you're in a major city, at least. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I've never lived outside of a major I city in, in America, so I, I really... I, I have, and it's, yeah. it's difficult. It is? As far as, because, you know, people are used to going out. You're not going to be able... There's no vegan restaurants right. anywhere else. Like, unless you live in a major city, like New York, LA, Chicago... Houston, you're really not going to get the same type of feel, yep. but you can still make an adjustment. So we're we talking about your time in West Virginia here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, this is another interesting interesting part of your life. So you're a yeah. college athlete. Was. A was college a college athlete, athlete yeah. down in West Virginia playing baseball. Yep. Um, so I suppose before we get to that, maybe let's go all the way back. Okay. Let's go all the way back. Okay. So, you know, where you've, where you've grown up, um, mm-hmm. what kind of, you know, what kind of stuff was on the menu Gotcha. Uh, every day and um, just hear a little bit about that. So yeah. you've got like a Dominican background? A Dominican background, yep. Yep. And Dominican family. you've grown up in the States. Uh, yep, growing up in the States, Yonkers, New York. Cool, cool. And, and, so and the Bronx as well. Take it away, man. Tell us a bit about how it was growing up. Yeah, I mean, as far as food goes, um, everything that was on the menu was... Pretty much, like we were having this conversation before, meat and dairy always found its way on the plate somehow. In some way, shape, or form, there wasn't really a meal that you didn't have it. And it got to the point that that's really normal. There was no such thing as meatless Mondays. There was no such thing as any of that stuff. Unless you were religious, you... I think on Good Friday, you don't eat meat or something like that. But even then, nowadays, people really struggle with just one day. And we've really been programmed, especially in my community where I'm from, uptown. Uh, you go anywhere in the restaurants, and the menu at home reflects what you see in the restaurants. You will not find a meatless uh, dish to the point that you really can't. Well, I can't support the businesses over there anymore. Well, as far as restaurants, but I support the supermarkets, whatever. But, yeah, growing up, I was a college athlete. Well, co- growing up, I was always an athlete. And... It's funny how we're athletes, and they all used to feed us garbage after the games, whether we were on the road. Hey, let's go to the pizza shop. And as far as the the amount of healthy places that we can go and the options that we have in our communities, is you we, now is the first time that you ever see a juice bar. Now that's becoming a trend. Okay, now at least we have some juice bars. But growing up, we never seen any juice bars. Are we talking... Uptown. Uptown? And, yeah, Uptown yep. Yonkers, whether you're in the Bronx, Harlem, we've never seen that stuff. So the change is dramatic. Yeah, you know, the we're, change we're talking about We're talking about the same city, more or less. Exactly. Um, and we're down here in what? 
We're yeah. here in the 28th, 28th Street, in yeah, Midtown, downtown area. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're down Midtown, downtown, but yeah. we get a train. <laughs> 10 minutes up, 15 minutes up. And it's a completely different it's world. A different, it's a different world, especially in Harlem is being gentrified right now. So you will see in the, in the gentrified areas that there is healthy stuff. But why did it take it for it to be gentrified for this to happen, you know? And in the Bronx, you still see it struggling. Yonkers, you still see it struggling. Mount Vernon, all that stuff, you still see it struggling. There's only one vegan restaurant in Washington Heights. Um, and that's where I'm doing my book release party. Because I want awesome. to show people, hey, this place exists. Come here. <laughs> Dope. Cool. So I, I want to get to that in a second. Yep. I think that's a really important um, part of this change. And yeah. I think it's one that we don't talk about enough, what we were talking about there. So let's go back to, you know, you're growing up, um, meat, dairy, eggs, animal products, finding their way onto the plate yep. every meal. And every morning, bacon, egg, and cheese Yep. sandwich on a roll, or uh, some people will have a chopped cheese they have now in the, in the ox stores, and that's, that's normal. Yep. Every morning before school. Yep. <laughs> yep. So we're talking from, you know, from being a kid up until, you know, you're, until you're, you're a college. Until a year and a half ago. <laughs> you're a, yeah, exactly. So you're a college athlete, out of college. Yep. And it takes some problems. Yep. Serious health issues. To, to make that switch. So in college, this is something that fascinates me. You know, we're talking about athletes. We're talking about people that are meant to be at their peak. Um, Supposed to be in our prime. Prime, right? But physically what's it what's it really like i mean we look around we look around the major league baseball the nfl yeah. the basketball i think the basketball and the and the football players yeah in some respect are leading the way yeah i think so um you know we've got Kyrie now yeah. he's you know wearing his beyond meat hat everywhere he goes he's on it. the nike ad with gronk i can't wait to cook for them <laughs> unbelievable man I'd, I'd love to get one of them on the podcast and, and just sit down and start to understand a bit about how it's all operating now yep. within these organizations that, yeah, they're meant to be at their peak. You know what's funny? We were just talking about men being scared. Yep. There's so many other men that are low-key follow a vegan diet in, in professional athletes, and they don't come out because yep. of fear. Just the fear that we so they're have. just going to be ridiculed, yeah, within, ridiculed within their community. Yeah, within their community. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's bizarre. These are grown men who already have millions of dollars, and they're still scared. So yeah, the just, dollars don't matter, huh? Yeah, man, it doesn't matter. The dollars really don't matter. Um, but yeah, those guys leading the way. But on the flip side of that, they're a very small percentage. They're probably, you know, we're talking the 1% are yeah. going down that track. Yeah. I always look around and, you know, some of the NFL athletes, um, you know, big guys, Going through some of the problems that I think you were, you know, you were talking about yourself. Yeah. Um, and they're not, they're definitely not feeding their body. Um, no. But I, I just can't wrap my head around that, you know. We're talking about guys in... Who live professionally just to play professional sports. But it's... And yet they still struggle with health issues. You're supposed to be the healthiest person. Right. That's not cool. So let's go into that with, with college... Um, you were in West Virginia. Yeah. You mentioned it's not a, a you know a huge vegan Definitely. kind of community <laughs> or anything down there. Southern United States is home of the barbecue. Everybody knows that. And I thought my diet was bad growing up. These people down there. There's a reason why obesity in the United States 
I think it's like by four times that no other country is even close to our obesity rate. And you go down there, you find out why. Mm-hmm. Because everywhere there's a fast food. There's fast food places you've never heard about. And they're all concentrated within these southern states. Uh, Bojangles, Zaxby's. This is places that my friends, you know, my buddies at the time, I wasn't going through my health issues. So I used to go to these places. And I think that's another reason why I got really terribly sick. I used to suffer from headaches all the time. And uh, I used to take ibuprofen pills to take out the anti inflammatory I used to take it before practice, like pills, every single day. So how many games you play in a week? How much are you training per week? What's the recovery like? What's the nutrition like? Yeah, Is there you. a nutrition program? No nutrition program. Um, I, I would imagine for big, big time schools, they will have some type of nutrition program. Now, do they follow it? I don't know. But at least they have the program. Um, training uh twice a day uh on on the off season training twice a day when season hit we would have at least let's see on weekends saturday sundays there's double header games so that's four games for just two days and then during the week we will have one game so let's say five games a week give or take and uh recovery we would go to one of these fast food joints after the game when we're on the road. That's where we would get fed. Bojangles, uh, McDonald's for breakfast. We would have McDonald's for breakfast. And, you know, with the sausage biscuits. And we're athletes, man. This is stuff that we would have before and after games. This is not supposed to happen. Is there a bit of, bit of a mentality that you are an athlete and maybe you can just yes. burn it off? Yes. Is that a that common... Is, that's a, you're right on the money. Oh, that's all right. We're athletes. We'll, we work out. But we didn't know that working out was just a very small percentage of what real, what real health is. And then I started eating better. I feel better than I ever felt ever. So I think it's 90% what you eat, 10% what you do in the gym, to be honest. Yeah, I tend to, tend to agree with you there. Yeah. And it's definitely not the common, uh, no. you know, the, the common stance from basically the think. rest of the world is that it's, have to go to the gym gym or else (laughs) yeah but when i was going through this transition i didn't go to the gym for six months i lost if i show you my before and after picture on my instagram you will never believe it but i lost all that weight by just eating correctly i didn't go to the gym once so just that just to show you it's just what you eat for sure for sure so what are the major problems you're experiencing um at this time you know so I suppose throughout college, coming out of college, and up until you know a year and a bit ago. So um, a year and a half ago. No, sorry. The season of 2016 was my last season, and I didn't get to finish that season. Um, during the time of February of that season, we were up in down in August, Augusta, Georgia, and after the game, my teammates had to rush me to the hospital because I was dehydrated, and. Ever since that time, I kid you not. Well, when I was dehydrated, my whole body stiffened up. It was cold that day, and I wasn't drinking any water. My water wasn't really a big part of my diet anyway, so I was always dehydrated. So again, as an that. athlete, that sounds yeah. Absurd. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, that that is crazy. But please keep going. Um, I was a big Gatorade guy. You know, yeah. Filled with sugar, but you know the reason why Gatorade is good. They, well, they say to drink Gatorade as a hydrate because it's an electrolyte counts. But it's kind of like an oxymoron. Anyways, that's beside the point. Um, so 
yeah, they rushed me to the hospital. Ever since that day, I can't, I wish I would have marked the day, but I know it was mid-February. Ever since that day, I've been experienced. I was experienced crazy headaches, crazy dizziness, crazy lightheadedness. Uh, I suffered from anxiety because of it, and I didn't even know. This is when I used to laugh at people who had anxiety, and you get what you, you know, karma comes karma. back to you, really. I used to laugh at I was like, oh, they're just nervous. Why are they nervous? They got to stop being nervous. I didn't know it was an actual sickness. So I suffered from anxiety because every time I would go to the doctor, they couldn't tell me what was wrong with me. So this plagued my mind so much. I'm just like, if the people who I'm relying upon to tell me what was wrong couldn't tell me what was wrong, then what the hell am I supposed to do? It made me feel so help, helpless. And that's when I was like, okay, if I, my mother, she sent me a video of a man named Dr. Savy. If you don't know him, look it up. Uh, he's a man who cured people through health and uh, fasting, different fasting techniques. Ever since then, I was just like, okay, I felt like God was speaking to me. So I was like, I took it upon myself to change what I was doing. And sure enough, I just started feeling better shortly. Two weeks later, I felt a little bit different. Not all the way, you know, oh my God, it's over. But two weeks later, I started feeling a little bit different. And I started seeing my body in the mirror. I'm like, damn, I'm getting cut up. I haven't been cut up since high school. <laughs> so that's what really led to this. That whole health issue and the, the experience I had down south in college and the, the amount of unhealthiness that I experienced led me to the health. So I, it took me being really unhealthy to get healthy. Got it. So if, I would, if, it was, if not, I would have never changed. Got it. So you were overweight, started losing weight. Yeah. Any headaches go away? Yeah. So the headaches yeah. are gone. They told me it would never go away. Crazy, right? <laughs> it's away. Um, did you have any like joint pain, any, any inflamed you know, joints, muscles from from the the college days uh yeah i used to have to take ice bath that's part of the recovery um especially after like a real hard workout and then we have practice on the same day that we had a workout at 6 a.m in the morning it really does drain your body especially if 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 your body's not up to par i bet you if i would if i could go back and have this diet that i have now i'll be a stellar athlete but um that wasn't the case. It's okay. I'll teach somebody else. <laughs> I'm content with it now. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it definitely was uh, a learning process. So since the switch to a plant-based holistic approach, um, have you continued to research? Oh, yeah. You've got super into it. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you spell the, the doctor you... Uh, how do you spell S-E-B-I. his last name? S E B I. S E B I. Yep. Okay. And you have you, have you checked out any of the, you know, the documentaries that I think are going mainstream oh. and helping? Oh yeah. In a big way, you know, you got what the health. Yeah. Got- but it's funny that you mentioned what the health. I used to talk to the homies on the block and talk to my homies that I went to school with and you know people about everything that what the health was saying. What the health came out, I didn't even know it was out. But they watched it on Netflix, hit me up, and was like, yo, you were right, blah, blah, blah. So it took them watching the documentary to realize that I was right, which I'm fine with. It's cool. They're not used to 
seeing their peers being that knowledgeable about health, I get it. We're programmed that way. But I'm just so happy that more people are being more health conscious. And It's going to drop for people when the time is right. Yeah, yeah. I and don't force it on nobody. Exactly. I, I know exactly how you feel. Uh, you know, you can mention things over and over again to people. Yep. But until they hear it from the person that, yep. you know, they align with the most or you know, something that goes mainstream, yep. there's more conversation or around them it. themselves go through problems. Exactly. You know, it, it's going to drop for them. Then it's something that I, I actually really struggled with to begin with. Um, you know, you, you get this information. It was like a light bulb. It was like, why don't I know about this? <laughs> why isn't yep. this in school? Right. Why isn't this in yep. university? Yep. I thought I was healthy, but now I look back on everything I've been doing over the last 26 years of my life. And I'm, I know I'm not healthy. I'm actually starting to worry about yeah. what's going on inside because I can't see what's going on. Um, I had to tell people. And I was, I was unfortunately forceful in my dialogue with, with people like my brother and my parents. It came from a good place. I wanted the best for them. Yep. But it's just not how it's going to work. It's not. So I, I've completely dropped off for like the past, you know. I'd, you have to fall back. I'd you say know. 12, 18 months, just have not brought it up. So It's the best thing you could do for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, any friends, any past college friends, previous athletes that you were, you were playing with, family members? Has anyone adopted it? You know, you're yeah. leading the way here in your community. Has anyone reached out to you and said, hey, man, you've... You know, you've helped me to, yeah. to make this switch. Um, it definitely, it got contagious to the people I was closest with, which is my mother and my ex-girlfriend, who's my business partner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are the people, the people who I talk to every single day was the people who made the transition. My cousin, uh, Lilo's music producer, great, great music. He does all the, all the productions that I do in my videos is him uh he's a vegan now and his close friend is a vegan so before i was very lonely now i'm not so lonely so i I feel so happy that i could share the experience with them after i get out of here i'm probably gonna go get some grub with my mom somewhere it's a place uptown called peace food i don't care i'll promote them they're they're the best restaurant i've ever been to so i'll promote them because of that please promote them please go to peace food man so where's peace food uh 82nd in amsterdam okay cool yeah not sure if I'll be able to get it done this trip, but oh yeah, no. Whenever you get, whenever you come to New York, you got to go there. Absolutely, you man. Go there. that sounds really cool. I'm stoked to hear that, dude. Um, to have that impact, that's it's that's huge. Got, that feels it's, huge, right? Yeah, I think health is contagious, just like bad health is contagious. If you, I think people who I feel that every every time somebody is around me, they're a little more. It's like they think I'm going to say something. I'm not going to say anything to them. But because I'm there, I know that they make a little bit more healthy choices. Whether they still eat chicken, whatever. But they won't get the fried chicken, they'll get the grilled chicken. Mm, but they really want the fried chicken. But just because I'm there, the, I don't know, I feel like I give off that energy. Like, okay, I don't want him to see me do this. But they don't have to do that. But they do it anyways. So that's why I feel like it's very contagious when we go to, out to eat or something. And I don't go out to eat often. When I do, I go to a decent place. But... uh I do feel like when you bring that energy, that energy really reflects on the people you're with at the time. For sure. Yeah. 100%.
Uh, that's good. I mean, at the end of the day, those people, they know they're doing the unhealthy thing yeah, anyway themselves. Yeah, exactly. They, they know they're doing it. <laughs> like, you're not do, don't do this for me, do it for you. Exactly. I don't care. Exactly. But just having you there, it's like, it's yeah. that reminder. Yep. Healthy kind of reminder. Like, oh, I can't do this. Bobo's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's classic. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Do with you. Very cool. Very cool. Um, now, with the cooking, are there any are there any people like chefs that you've looked up to that have kind of inspired you to yeah to start this journey because you know you've switched a year ago roughly yep. a year ago yeah um and you just felt like you had to to share this and yep. and start to help people so um when i started out this journey i told you it was january 2017 and it was supposed to be a New Year's resolution. Actually, it started off kind of as an experiment. I caved the 10th day. Uh, I went to Jimbo's Burgers in Harlem <laughs> the 10th day, and I felt like shit. I could curse, right? I felt like shit. Curse away. Like complete shit, man. You don't even know. And after that day, I was like, okay, man. So every, when I ate this burger, I was feeling like shit. When I was doing fine for the 10 days, I felt decent. Because I still, you know, was having the side effects, the, the headaches and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, I had to figure out a way to, to, to recreate. So I found this guy on Facebook named Carl Foster. He's uh, now my culinary mentor. Um, he's, he has a very good following. He's based here in Brooklyn, 21,000 followers. Cool. And I went to one of his cooking classes. And that was the first time that I saw, because he made these sandwiches, you know, it was a cooking class. We were eating. He made sandwiches. He made a quote-unquote egg omelet out of garbanzo beans. And I was just like in awe of everything he was doing. I'm like, wait a second. That's the first time I saw vegan culinary arts. And I was like, if he could do this, then I could recreate probably all the things that I wanted. to. You know, the burger that I wanted, I could make it vegan. The, you know, the things of my culture that he probably doesn't know how to make, I'm, I should be able to make. So that's when, after that class, that's when I got in the lab. So that's when I realized, yo, I can make it happen. And there's no limit to what I can make in the kitchen. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's kind of like your light bulb moment. Yeah, that was the light bulb moment in that cooking class. So between that New Year's resolution yeah. and the cooking class, how long did it take you to get there? Uh, a month. That cooking class was in February. And that the cave, the New Year's resolution in our cave was 10 days into January. So, yeah, about a month. And what kind of, you know, you eat the burger. Yeah. I've done the same thing. You know, yeah. we, we decided like lying in the sand, this is happening. Yeah. So me and my girlfriend um, both done it together. But it would have been, yeah, maybe two weeks, two, three weeks into to starting this this change, we went to Chicago. Mm. Um, and I think we were at like a, it was a White Sox-Red Sox game. And I'm like, I'm, I'm hungry. Are you hungry? I'm going <laughs> I'm to go grab some food. And she's like, oh, you know, like I'm, I'm not sure there'll be many options for us or anything like that. I'm like, I'll find, you know, the, 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 the best, best poss of the possible option for us. Anyway, I, I come back with a helmet with pulled pork nachos oh, you were hard <laughs> i lost it man i don't know there was 
something to, like oh, man. you fall back into old habits right the souvenir and everything you're at the <laughs> you're at the ballpark you know back at home it's you know football aussie rules football yep. um whatever your sport of choice is or your your event of choice whatever it might be it's it's very easy to fall back into old habits oh yeah so anyway we especially when you're beginning your journey oh 100 uh, percent. that's the the easiest yeah, time to fall back yeah yeah like now it's like no i'm never but in exactly. the beginning yeah yep 100 percent agree i avoided all those events <laughs> that's probably not a bad call yeah probably not a bad call unless there's some kind of preparation you yep. can do to to prepare for it but um, and they don't even let you bring outside food so that's what that's what the difficult part is that's that's 100 percent true they're not going to let you bring in a sandwich. They're not going to let you bring in... I don't think you can bring in your own drinks or anything like, like that. Bring it in your underwear or something. Yeah. It's, <laughs> You've got drastic measures. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty tight. Um, but I do remember... I don't think Anna wanted to eat much of it. I think I ended up eating most of the, the yeah. meal. But that night... Is she vegan too? She's vegan. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Same time. Awesome. Took it on together. Yeah, you got to do it together. And that definitely helped to have, you know, someone that I'm, uh, you know with living day. with yep. all the time you know we're cooking the same meals it was it was a really easy switch but this this one particular moment same kind of thing i've never had worse indigestion like stomach pains got back to the apartment in chicago and i was in serious pain my my stomach just wasn't mm-hmm. able to digest to handle digest it and that's only after you know, a two or three week break. Yep. But that's, uh, that's your, your body was already getting accustomed to the new way. So that was a very rude awakening. And that's the science of it, really. That's why we felt the way we felt. And that's how quick it is. Yep. These, you know, after two weeks. Two weeks, your body's like, okay, I could get used to this. It's, it's feeling. Pork uh, com- that pulled pork comes in. No, man, we were doing so good, man. Now I got to work. They st- that's what starts happening. Your body has to work extra 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 hard and it doesn't even break down everything that's the sad part like it works all that hard and it doesn't break down everything because our body doesn't our body's not made scientifically to be able to process that we don't have that much hydrochloric acid in our stomach to be able to break that down in the first place so these are things that carnivores have and true omnivores have. that's when people say oh yeah we're true omnivores I'm like oh, well if we break down the science that's not true you could say that you're an omnivore because you practice a certain way of life but that's not scientifically true that's not biologically true yeah i've had some of these debates myself they can be frustrating but i think they're important yeah they're definitely important it means people are engaging they're starting to think about it um as long as you're not coming from a place that is like i am gonna be correct yeah. i'm gonna prove this person yeah and i think i've definitely str- struggled with that mentality even before going vegan like yep. winning an argument yeah was important to and me. correct me if i'm wrong we're never the ones to bring it up it's always them to bring it up they to know start, to start the argument <laughs> so so they you know they typically know that you know i'm hanging out with the vegan guy today mm-hmm. they're intrigued they're going to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you, you, you're right. They're, they're, they're going to ask the questions. They're intrigued. Um, and I think that's a great way to start a conversation. Absolutely. Um, just as I was saying last night, um, same kind of thing. Guy I'm talking to, I'm really intrigued in, in, in why someone would do it. 
Yeah. He was like, I don't, I don't really understand. Like, why would someone make this switch? Yep. Um, I'm, know, I'm always happy when I see that because I see myself in them two years ago. That's what I was thinking. So I can't, even, I can't even knock them. I'm like, yo, like, that's why when I see uh, certain vegans, I feel like they, uh, certain vegans in the community really give us a bad rap because they act like they never been with that person been before. I'm like, yo, you got to have some sort of compassion. You weren't there too. You were there not too long ago. So how how are you knocking this person for eating meat? But you were eating meat two years ago. But some you were enlightened. They weren't. So why don't you do the enlightening for them? You know what I'm saying? That that's what makes sense. But they don't do it. They just pound and pound. How could you do that? Look at you. You're eating all this meat. No, you can't do that to people, man. That's taking a, a certain. I call it a religious approach. You know. I, the only reason why I call it a religious approach is because in the hood, every Saturday, you got Jehovah's Witness knocking on your door. Nobody wants to listen to what they have to say, unfortunately. We, that's fine. We could open the door. We could give them a no, but they, they hide from them. The point is, if you take that Jehovah's Witness uh, knocking on people's door, constantly telling them that what you're doing is wrong. And Jehovah's Witness people don't do that. I'm just saying that they knock on people's it's door. It's just the action. Yeah, the action of people knocking Correct. on the yep. door. So you can't be, knock on people's door like that without announced coming. You know, it's like coming to somebody's house unannounced. Like, no, nobody told you to come here in the first place. You can't do that to people. So how? Sorry, I'm just. Carlos has brought me some fruit. <laughs> yeah, I always Got some pineapple, mango, strawberries. Yep, terra chips, some Marinelli's apple juice. Got to get it by the glass. Stay away from the cans. Really appreciate that, man, because I, I didn't have breakfast, so. Yeah, I figured. I'm like, it's early in the morning. Every, besides that, everywhere I go, I, I, I bring something. That's just what I do. You're a chef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chef that doesn't bring food? Yeah. I was thinking that today, actually. I was like, he's a chef. He's going to bring food. I got to bring something. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, there we go. So how do we, because you're right, some people give the, the vegan thing a bad rap. Yeah. Believe it or not, I think they're coming from... They're trying to come from a good place. I think so, too. They're very passionate. Um, and I've been there myself as well. Just showing it in... I won't say the wrong way. I'll say it's just... It, it's in a way that people are not receptive to it. Yeah, yeah. And I've been there as well. Um, and you're... I think... You're right in saying that we've all been in the other person's shoes. So you've really just got to look back at your own journey, mm-hmm. understand that you've been there before. Yep. It's, got, it's like looking in a mirror. Yeah. And just have some understanding, some compassion, show some empathy towards uh, the people you're trying to help. Um, but do you think there's any way that we can... Make that approach the default. Yeah. You're talking about uh, which approach? Leading by example. Leading showing by example. compassion. Yeah. Helping out when asked. Yeah. Um, and not breaking down the door. Is it going to come through education? Is it, how, do we, how do you think we can do It's going to come by you continuing doing you. Because, like I said before, if you continue to do you and people see you thriving, it's going to be contagious. Because when when I was going through the changes, and I used to have very bad acne, when my skin started clearing up and my 
everything started getting better for me. And the people who were close to me the most saw, they, they were the ones taking me to the hospital. So they knew once they saw me physically change and mentally change, they were like, hold on a second. Something to this right here. So I never told them to do it. Never. But the curiosity led me to expand their knowledge. So like you said, expand on people's curiosity. I think don't speak unless you get a question to ask. Hey, so why did you do that? That's your opportunity That's right the there. End. Don't start giving knowledge to people who don't ask for the knowledge because they, like, they didn't ask for the knowledge. <laughs> that's it right there. So I think that's, the, that's the, what should be the default as us as a community. If we're going to be educating people, only educate the people who want to be educated. Don't yeah. Don't, the rest will follow. The, the professor doesn't go out on the street to teach. People come to him in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it has to be. Cool, cool. Um, something I've kind of dabbled in recently is um, like street activism. Mm-hmm. So that also has, from you know, from the you know the regular public's view, yep. it has a you know people have been called on the i've seen it on in the media recently there's a guy named joey carbstrong um he's been doing a little bit in the uk media he got called a terrorist the other day um terrorist terrorist um what's he do he does a lot of street activism um stuff like that um for you know for animal rights now those people do a lot of hard work that a lot of people typically don't want to do it's um it's really draining to to consistently see animals being brought to slaughter um in large numbers and um yeah trying to educate the public in their own way yeah that's bizarre and it's funny i'm learning i'm learning a lot about that now so back to what you're saying i think that the perception is that these guys are in your face that's the perception mm-hmm. but the the activism i've been a part of recently is is very peaceful in the yeah. it's uh, people aren't coming to people on the street they're but they're si- just doing they're, their they're thing. simply doing their thing yeah and exactly what you said the people are coming to them exactly to ask questions mm-hmm. so i'd like to get that out there that they're not violent. Nope. They're not coming from a bad place and they're not knocking down your door. Nope. They're simply showing what really goes on behind our food system. Mm-hmm. Um, Whoever's interested is interested. If you're not, you keep it moving. And that's it. That's it. So I, I really did want to get that out there because that's, that, that's often shown to be the extreme yeah. way to be a vegan. Which is bizarre because how is that extreme? How is that extreme, right? That's caring for animals. <laughs> That's the, the fact that we made that extreme, that we normalized like, hey, somebody's having compassion for the slaughterhouse. That's not the way that's that's not the way we should be doing things. That's extreme. Do you think the slaughterhouse is a bit extreme? Of course well, of course right. I think it's extreme. Right. But But isn't it funny how it's it's flipped. Yeah, it's flipped on us. It's crazy. It's it's, it's it really is a bizarre thing to think. And you gotta look at you got to have some sort of compassion for that type of thinking because 
we've been taught that for the longest and longest. Remember, we've been eating meat for the longest, the longest. So when they come to you saying, oh, that's a little too extreme, it's because to them, it really is extreme. True. Because it goes against what they've been doing their whole lives. Yep. So it's extreme for them. Against the grain. Okay, yeah. Anything against the grain. Will be extreme. There's going to be some kind of reluctance to accept it. Um, but I, I definitely find it hard to, to view that footage. Oh, yeah. Even though I've seen I, I it time it and time again. Seen it time and time again. Yeah, it's, it's tough you, to you watch. You know, you got to start sending me more of those because I really need to suck it up and start watching some of it. It's definitely drawn me to uh, defend animals at all costs kind of mentality. Um, You know, we hear a lot like, oh, but bacon. We should stop calling it bacon. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's the flesh of an animal. Yeah, we give it names. We give it names, and I think that helps to yogurts, cheese. Like, let's call it what it is. (laughs) That helps to dumb it down. Eggs. Uh, dead baby, dead chicken fetuses. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that helps us to ex- more accept what we're eating. Yeah. Call it what it is. If we call it what it is. It doesn't sound too attractive. It doesn't sound as, as good. Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely starts to turn you off. Yeah. What's on your plate. That's part of the warfare though. Changing the name so they could make it sound appealing. Changing the color. Cause it's not red meat. It's that, gray meat. That's all. Remember that? Right. <laughs> if you saw that meat for what it is, it wouldn't be too appealing. They put car- they cut- put stuff like carbon monoxide and other chemicals to be able to keep it red. So when you're in the supermarket, I know I've started to notice this. When you're in the supermarket, you know, you can't really avoid no, you can't. seeing it. It's yeah. it's gonna be there. Yeah. I mean if there's a vegan supermarket out there, please let me know. <laughs> I'll go. I think there's a little vegan market out in brooklyn somewhere. probably that sounds it's right it's kind of like a corner store brooklyn is like la now right <laughs> like it's, it's crazy what's going on it's a good there. place to be for yeah a, it's, it's 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 little vegan heaven it is yeah especially well <laughs> right right across the bridge is little vegan heaven yeah williamsburg and all yeah that it's pretty sweet it's pretty sweet um but yeah they they spray in the in the meat trays yep um yeah. I've, I've started to pick that up and that's because it's a dead it's animal a, it's dead it it's has dead. it's gonna be gray eventually or brown and it, that's it's as simple as that isn't it what are we feeding ourselves are we feeding ourselves you know are you, are, are, are you feeding people dead food or live food. or alive food because living the, food the living food is going to continue to live in us that's what people don't understand and people say oh but you're killing the plants i'm like no Nah, I'm not killing the plants. If you break down the science of it, the the electricity will continue to live through me. So if I'm eating something that's non-electric, that kills my electricity because we're electric beings, are we not? So when people say that, it's just like I just fall back a little bit. I'm like, oh, well, that's not actually true. I, I'm very, very calm in my approach to talking. And I like talking to people because... They have the same. I like talking to people that had the same mentality that I had two years ago. Yep. Because it's a lot easier. Because I feel like I'm talking to myself. Uh-huh. And when I feel like I'm talking to myself, I could say whatever I want. I could I could articulate myself better. Like right now, I feel like I'm talking to myself because we're in the same frequency. When yep. I feel like I'm talking to my lower self, I, it's it's easier. It's just easier. So, um, yeah, the electricity continues to live through us, and we're electric beings. We should have everything that we have should be electric i like that way of describing it that's it's not one i've 
heard a lot of. Yeah. But I really do like what you're saying. Um, another one that I heard recently to oh, but the you know yeah, you're killing plants, you're killing plants. <laughs> so another one that I heard recently that makes a whole lot of sense as well is that if you actually care that much about the plants, if you really <laughs> if you if you really do care that much about the plants, oh man, believe it or not, a plant based diet is also the best option. Yeah, because if you are eating the animal products well we're cutting down rainforests to feed them acres we're cutting down rainforests yep. just to feed just to keep it going how's this for a cycle so as humans we cut down rainforests mm-hmm. to plant food soy corn that we feed to animals to fatten them up to kill them, eat them, they in turn make us sick. Well, what we're eating yeah. makes us sick. Yeah. In the meantime, there's a huge population of people on this planet that are starving. Yep. Huge. That we could have fed. In this country even. Even in this country. It's crazy. Even in this country, the USA has a huge amount of people homeless and starving. homeless below the poverty line yep. and we could have fed that food to them yep. so when you really look at the cycle it's all to keep it going man. of what's happening yep. it's bizarre it's really bizarre is. that we're doing this day in day out um, and unfortunately it's not going to come from the top down i'm talking governments business executives of yeah. these food companies it's not going to come from them the change yeah the change the is going to come for us yep. from, us. from the people um, so that's what i'm doing what i'm doing in my spare time chatting to people like yourself which is dope i love it and that's what I you're, doing, what you're in, doing thank you i appreciate that man and that's what you're doing in your spare time yep you know you're Absolutely. using your life to to help others um, i have to, to change that because otherwise i mean it comes to a point that you don't even feel I don't fear death anymore. I fear living a life without a purpose. So just imagine being on your deathbed and you saying, damn, I really could have done that, but you didn't do it. That's agonizing pain right there. I could just, I I dreamt of that moment and I was just like, that's not going to be me. So yeah, what you're doing, I know you're not going to have regret on your deathbed. <laughs> so you saw that, you've pictured that. Yeah, pictured felt that, that. Saw the vision, felt the pain that I've, would that I would feel if I chose the path of not really sharing information or doing you know and that just it, it's agonizing to me just even the thought right now and I don't want to feel that I definitely don't want to feel that they talk about meeting God you're gonna meet yourself <laughs> you're gonna meet yourself when you when you when you you know when you're transcended when you're to the other yeah. side you're gonna meet yourself first because you gotta, you have to say, damn, did I really do everything that I wanted to do, or did I really give this world what, what I, I wanted? wanted? You know what I'm saying? What I should have done. And if you say no, that's agonizing pain. I don't know how you're gonna cross over to the next world in peace. So, what's your message to the listener that is having trouble wanting to to start doing something? So, a person that wants to start. Doing uh, something what as far as like turning into vegan? Entrepreneurial. They want to start a vegan diet. Basically just 
Gotcha. Starting to do more of what they want to do. Well, if you want to start uh, on this path to healthy eating, first of all, follow my man's page right here, Veg Talks, and follow my page, Bubble underscore Cooks, on Instagram for informational purposes. <laughs> uh, after that, what you want to do is you want to continue to surround your, your environment has to change. Whatever you're doing right now isn't right because you have to start questioning the people around you. You have to start questioning uh, what you do on a daily basis. Something in your routine has to change because uh, we're creatures of habit. And when we change our habits, like what you said uh, about the meat, you stopped eating meat for how long? For, for two, two, three weeks. two or three weeks. The moment you stopped, you started eating meat again, you had a crazy withdrawal. I'm sorry, crazy uh, reaction, backlash, reaction yeah. to that. We're the same way mentally. We're the same way men- uh, physically in that we are creatures of habit. We need to start creating a different path that we want. So what I did, I stopped going out uh, to parties. I stopped going out to eat in restaurants. I just stayed in my house and cooked food. Uh, I, all my money was invested in food and good food and good business opportunities and just saving my money in general. So that's my routine changed after that. I stopped talking to a lot of people, not because I didn't like them, but because I knew that talking to them wasn't going to get me to my goal. So your environment has to change, whether it is you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer. Something has to change in order for you to do that because if you're not getting closer to your goal every single day, drastic changes have to come in your life. That's my best advice. Whatever you're doing now isn't right, so you need to change. Your your overall um, environment and you, when you change your overall environment, you're going to change the way you think. It's just all going to happen. You're even going to change the way you eat. Because if you change your environment, this is bizarre. I didn't change how I was eating until I changed my environment. I think the environment is first. What you surround yourself with every single day. Don't go to your friends at the pizza shop. You're not going to eat the pizza. That's, you're setting yourself up for failure. If you're trying to let go of the pizza, don't go to the pizza shop. You have to really... Get your mind used to it. That smell will just linger in your, yeah, and you will think about it all night. I'm telling you, I did it. <laughs> so you have to change your environment. That's the moral of today. <laughs> so the, the takeaway, if you really want to make change in your life, you're going to have to change something in your actions. Absolutely. To the stuff we're doing day in, day out. Yep. We can't expect change in our life if we're doing the exact same things angst, that are leading yeah. us to this angst and the want of something else. Yep. Yeah, I would completely agree you with you. Let then. go of Krispy Kreme donuts. Don't go to the Krispy Kreme shop. Matter of fact, don't even drive past it. <laughs> Seriously, it has yeah. to be that drastic. The change has to be that drastic. At first, at least, at least for the first month. Because remember, we're creatures of habit. We have to form the new habit that we want. Once we form the new habit, it's not going to be as tempting. You're not going to want the the pizza in the first place after you created this new habit. For sure. So, so that's the way I feel about it. I think yep. that's the major thing right there. A great example, I think, is for me is is dairy. Mm. So cheese is one of the last things that I decided Yo, to every, stop. Everyone says the same thing. 
But now, just from a logical point of view, <laughs> yeah. I find it repulsive. Yep. Repulsive. I know logically, let's call it what it is. Yep. You know, secretions of another mammal. Um, but that's, then also... Secretions of a... Yeah, of another... That's exactly the way to say it. And... The health I've started to learn about is is scary. So, it's more addicting than me, by the way. Yeah, it's got the casomorphines that yep. attach to the same receptors as heroin. Obviously, yep. not at the same strength. Yep. But it keeps you coming back for more. Yep. Um, so, that is one thing that, in the moment, might have seemed crazy to let go extreme. of. Extreme. Extreme to let go of. Yep. But through change of habit and some education, it now is that far in the rearview mirror that, you know, you've cre- we've created, um, yeah, this habit change that there's no way we're going back. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for that. Because you're, you're definitely, you've made some, some quick changes and some big changes in your yeah. life and you're, you're going down a really cool direction. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate um, that. So are you, man. This is, you. I'm telling you, man, this, this podcast could go far. I can't it, wait it, to see what, go far. can't wait to see what um, you're going to, you know, be cooking up in the future. What are your future plans? Uh, future plans. So uh, after the release party, I'm going to have, first of all, I'm going to have another book already releasing in October. Uh, it's going to be Strictly Desserts all desserts for the holiday season. So all of your favorite desserts are going to be in there, but I'm just making the vegan healthy version of it. Um, so I'll call it guilty pleasures. <laughs> That's not so guilty though. Um, after that book, uh, I'm also having a few videos coming out. Well, I'm having a lot of videos coming out that are already recorded. I'm just dropping them every two weeks. It's going to be on my YouTube channel, Best Believe It's Vegan. Same uh, as my book, Best Believe It's Vegan. Um, I'm also uh, plan on having... Uh, my brand of seasonings uh, just to be available to everybody. Seasonings that you won't have to mix. It would just be there all in one glot. So you oh, put a little bubble cook seasoning on it and you'll be good. Bubble cook seasoning? Yeah, bubble cook seasoning. And I also, also want to have a, a couple of uh, breakfast biscuits uh, out on the market for people to purchase. That's going to be very healthy and a great way to start your day. Beautiful, man. That's um that's really cool that's cool to hear so the brands can be called bobo cooks uh i don't know what it's gonna be called yet it'll probably be something different some maybe a little i'll see i have to do a little more studying on human behavior how what they look at and the supermarkets what's more appealing to them what's more appealing to millennials you know i gotta look into all of that cool, cool. so that, that's that's really what it, it's everything right there the branding is everything so. once i hear more i'll definitely share that with oh definitely with my people absolutely um i'll be looking out for it um but yeah, best of luck moving forward. Thank you so much. I've loved man. having you on, man. Glad we got Absolutely. to connect. This has been hey. been really cool. Right here, man. Um, and yeah, hope you have a a great weekend. And I'm Absolutely. looking forward to seeing more from you, man. Absolutely. Oh, yo, guys, uh, if you're gonna be in the uptown area in the New York City area around July 14th, from the time of three to six p.m., my release my book release party is gonna be there uh, in Potion Restaurant, 177th Street, Broadway. Tickets are online. On my link is in my bio, bestbelievesvegan.com. Beautiful. Head there, guys. Take a look. If you are in New York, um, please check them out and, and go and support um, the book launch. If you're not in New York, um, you know, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can everything's still. Everything's online. Can, yeah, you can still pre order it. 
pre-order my services, anything. You can do anything online. Awesome, man. Yep. Thanks very much. There you know, man. Cheers, brother. To everyone that tuned in today, thank you so much. I really do appreciate the support and the time you've given up to take a listen. If you think this episode needs to be heard by someone you know, I'd be really stoked if you could share it with a few people. You can follow me on Instagram at VegTalk, where I'll be keeping you updated with upcoming episodes, book recommendations, and delicious plant-based recipes. If you are on the gram, which you probably are in this day and age, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think of the latest episode or tell me who you would like to see up next on the podcast. Finally, if you do have a couple of spare minutes, uh, please leave an iTunes review. That's really going to help the podcast to reach more humans around the world. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.